You're a real crumb bum. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly Philly? This is Miracle in the Meadowlands, number two. And the Eagles fans. The Eagles fans. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Hello, Birds fans. Welcome to the Philly Specialist Podcast. I'm Eric, joined by my co-host, Dom. Uh, we are your favorite podcast on the planet. Here to talk about your 5-0 and Philadelphia five and Eagles. Dom, what, what do you think, baby? Where are we at? I don't know. What is it like knowing that this is the last podcast you will ever do as a single man? I'm I'm stoked. I'm excited. You are you are going to be a married man next week. I I think I'm a big housekeeping guy. We will not be doing an episode next week. But it just so happens that you decided to get married on the Eagles' bye week. Couldn't have been better planned. It was luck. It's beautiful, beautiful or divine intervention. Mm-hmm. Between COVID pushing it to a to a bye week, but just a heads up, we will. I guess we'll hit them with a, a double episode. Well, you'll still be on your honeymoon the following week. Maybe I'll. Uh, Get C Chuck to step in. We'll do it over Zoom and have the 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 most monotone uh, episode of uh, the Philly Specialist ever. But that's that's a different conversation. That's actually a good him. idea. I'd lo- I would really uh, like. I'll that. tag him in. I can do it. I can do it through Discord. I can figure it out. I'll figure. Something you can out. literally come to this house and do it if you want. I might. Do, I might take you up on that offer. Yeah. But anyway, before we get to that, we have a couple of. Huge things to talk about. First things first, the Philadelphia Eagles stay undefeated, go down to Arizona, and win a game 20-17. to 17. W- What are your major takeaways from that game? How do you, how do you feel coming out of that game? Uh, we're 5-0. and oh. mm-hmm. Little good, little bad. Uh, there are some concerns I have going into next week that I feel like came to light a little bit in this game. Listen, I know they won an ugly game. I know not you know if you if you expect every good team to come out and just blow every team out of the water you're going to be you're going to be mm-hmm. disappointed all the time. Teams <coughs> excuse me. Teams are going to win ugly games, even good teams. Arizona Cardinals are not a bad team despite the record. I believe they have a lot of talent. Um you know, I know that there's some turmoil in that locker room, but there's a lot of good players over there. So you know, am am I upset or disappointed in the team? No. Do I feel worse about them than I did a week ago? Not necessarily, but I do think that there were some things on display that make me a little bit nervous about specifically about the adjustments that take place during the game, um, mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit about the game plan. Yeah, yeah. So that that was kind of my my biggest takeaway from it. I I didn't love the game plan. I am curious. Uh, to see what the game would have looked like if you don't lose Dickerson for half of the game, Kelsey for at least half a quarter, maybe more. I, I didn't see when exactly. It was about. It was like a series feel or two. Long. It wasn't long. It didn't feel very long. But when you lose, you're already out Mylotta, You lose Dickerson, and you get Dickerson back towards the end of the game. But I think the game shifted there, where. You know, you saw a lot of that 2021 offense with a lot of bubble screens, a lot of tunnel screens, a lot of short passing. Three targets to A.J. Brown on the first drive and then none for the rest of the game. A lot of things that just, it seems like an anomaly, and and that's what I'm kind of trying to focus in on and and be sensible about. I think if these things bleed into this week against Dallas, it becomes a major concern because I really did, you know, you're playing with fire with that 
defensive, uh, you know, playing against a defense like Dallas versus the Cardinals, which Cardinals were not a highly ranked defense, and you kind of let them hang around. And I just wonder what it would look like if you had a healthy offensive line. Maybe that fourteen to nothing becomes twenty-one to nothing, and it's another romp. But that being said, uh, you know, there's there's some good things to take away from the game because I think you know good teams win ugly. And I think that's exactly what they went out there and did. It's a good team. Maybe not as good as people expected, but, you know, you still had to go out there, travel across the country, play a, a play in the game of the week against a, a formidable team. And at the end of the day, when the chips were on the table and you had your offensive line patchwork back together, you took a, a team for, uh, I believe it was a 17-yard, 17-play, uh, 70-yard Eight minute drive to suck the life out of that team was was really really important to see because I think those are the kind of drives that win you playoff games. Oh yeah. So I thought from that perspective, I didn't like being in the position where we tied it up seventeen seventeen going into the fourth quarter or early in the fourth quarter, and the decisions that led us there. But to be in a position, uh, you know, to to basically take the game over, put the uh, Cardinals in a position where they had to be perfect on that final drive to even tie the game, let alone take the lead. And they they weren't perfect. And, and you know, you walked out of uh, Arizona with a win. So, you know, I, I liked that. That was probably my biggest takeaway is a little concern if this hangs around, but I, I, I really don't believe uh, it is going to be a, a lingering issue because I'm sure you'll be able to share uh, what the injury report was, but it looks promising for this week. Yeah, um, definitely better than than I I expected. A lot of guys that I didn't think we would have back, and I'm still not convinced we'll have Maddox back. And unfortunately, much to my chagrin, I'm not convinced we'll have Mylotta back either. But he was a limited participant today, as was Maddox. Kelsey was a limited participant. Uh, Jake Elliott, Landon Dickerson, all limited participants. Kenny Gainwell. So they, they got some action in, and bear in mind, even though you guys aren't getting this till Thursday, uh, this is Wednesday. So right. it's Wednesday, my dudes. The it's Wednesday, my dudes rule is in effect. Yeah. So <clears throat> we will have a little bit of a more accurate picture tomorrow or whenever you're listening to this. Yeah, and I think it's nice to hear, you know, Maddox and... Uh, Maddox and Mylotta had limited participation. I don't know for sure if they were limited participants the week before. So even that is a step in the right direction. If you can get one, maybe both of those guys back, I think Mylotta is the key. And and we'll get into it a little bit later about focusing yeah, on this week. But that's I really a, do agree. That's a huge part of this game. And, and um, moving forward, if you, if you want to be the team that the Eagles look like in the first couple weeks of the season, I think he's a major key to that. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think he, especially going into next week's game, and, and we'll get into next week's game a little bit at, at a, a little bit deeper later. But Michael Parson, Michael Parsons is the linchpin in a very scary defensive front, um, and you know, not you know, of course, like Lane is the man, and if he lines up against Lane, I feel better. But no, no defensive coordinator is going to say, oh well. Let me line up my best player against Lane Johnson when I could line him up against Jack Driscoll. Yeah, so I think they'll move him around for sure. They so. move him around anyway, so you you better expect him to to look for a weak point. So they have to figure that out. Uh, you know, if Myalata can go, that would be huge for us. Losing him would be a, a major problem. Mm-hmm. And going back to you know last week's game, 
not not to be critical of the offensive line because I don't think that's really where I want to be here. I still think the offensive line is playing at an elite level. But the Eagles aren't handling the blitz well. No. And I see it more as a philosophical issue and a lack of adjustment than I do poor play. Um, because I know that they were injured and banged up last week, but they didn't handle the blitz well week one against Detroit. Yeah. I think they they lack a uh, running back that's able to chip with with any type of reliability. They don't trust Miles Sanders in the in the pass blocking game. Kenneth Gainwell looked good week 1 in spots but is not consistent enough to to make you feel comfortable and it just seems like the blitz is re- you're you're right the blitz is really getting home and I don't know if it's a communication issue if it's just the running backs not being able to handle and pick up that extra man but either way there's a there's points being left on the table with that in the aspect of you have really good receivers that are getting favorable matchups in those blitzes and it just seems like we're not taking advantage of it well you don't have to be able you don't have to say like hey look we're facing the blitz so we're going to call max protect and we're going to have a running back stay in there as a blocker and we're going to give him enough time to find Mm -hmm. his guys downfield you don't have to do that aj brown is one of if not the best wide receivers in the league on the slant right right so he's big he's strong and what does he do well he boxes out defenders so Take a little three-step drop and get the ball out. Right. Get it past the sticks. Get it, get it to the sticks. It seems like when they start to face the blitz on a consistent basis, what they do is they default to the flats and they default to the screen game. Mm-hmm. The screen game was working early last week, especially with Dallas Goddard, yeah. who had a great game. But these defenses adjust, and they adjusted, and the Eagles didn't. So what happened? They brought the blitz. The Eagles made them pay in the beginning of the game. Then. They had it pegged. They saw it coming from a mile away, and they blew up every screen in the second half, and the Eagles didn't know what to do, it seemed like. They were afraid to get the ball downfield, and I don't understand why. Use your wide receivers. They are the biggest strength of this offense. And I did see a little, and and listen, I understand. I'm not not here to backtrack on Jalen Hurts. I do believe he has improved in a massive way, and I'm not here to be overly critical, but I saw a little bit of old Jalen Hurts last week. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, he did the whole ring around the rosy, turn around backwards in the pocket thing. Yeah, yeah, I saw that on, on the same drive where he threw the interception, but the guy bobbled it. Yeah. That was probably the worst series he's had all I year. I agree. And, and listen, you said it a million times, progress isn't linear. Right. Once in a while, you're going to have a bad series. I'm not I'm not here to backtrack on, on, the, on the Hurts takes, but it just seemed like they wholly didn't know how to deal with the blitz again this year. And that is going to be a huge problem this week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think the Cowboys are not a, a huge blitzing team. I think they're like 20th in the league on blitz rate. However, they have so much talent on their front four that they really don't need to be doing it anyway. So if you can handle your matchups and if you're watching, you know, if you're the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator and you're watching week one and last week and seeing how the blitz has been handled by the Eagles uh, offense, I would imagine that that rate's going to go up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I feel like I, I'm attributing so much of this to not having your whole left side of the offensive line. So it's hard for me to be critical of, of any of it. And what was encouraging was on that last drive, uh, one particular play. And I mean, the whole drive was a masterpiece of like running the piss out of the ball, like just old school, run it up your face. 
and let's just walk away this game, walk away from this game with a win. But that pass on, I believe it was third and eleven. They dialed up the blitz against him, and he hit Goddard the on Goddard that one, seam. Yeah. I mean, that's something that you don't see last year from Jalen Hurts. So sure. even in a game where he wasn't his best, you can see things like, okay, that's that's oh, different. Yeah. The the Devontae Smith third and eleven or third and fifteen that they hit. So there's there was some aspects of the game that they definitely need to clean up. And I wonder how much of that is just resolved just from having your guys back out there healthy. And, you know, time will tell, but that's that's what I'm really focusing in on in terms of, like, writing off a lot of the ugliness of that game by not having your offensive line out there. And, I mean, hopefully you see Dillard back there too because, I mean, Driscoll's not bad, but he's your third stringer. I'd love to see uh, Dillard if we can't have Mylotta. Maybe he can handle Parsons a little bit better than Dil- uh, Driscoll. I, I think as of now he still has not practiced. Okay, so he's still getting into like he's got the practice. They opened window. the practice window. You get right. twenty one days to get him back in. Mm-hmm. This is probably seven, eight days. Seven ago days. At this I point. think it was last week. But uh, <clears throat> my understanding is he hasn't practiced yet. Right. So okay. So we're he. You know, I don't see there's any way for him to be there this week. Mm-hmm. Maybe next week. He's got to yeah. get back in shape. You know, it takes time. Right. Right. Okay. Well. I don't think I have anything else on the game. I, I know we have bigger things to talk about. We have a pretty stacked show. You want to here. touch on defense? I thought the defense played well. I wasn't. I, I thought the defense played well against a good quarterback. Um, I didn't have any complaints. A who? A pretty good quarterback. All right. I didn't say great. I just want. I just want to hear because you you're desperate to take the props from him every chance you get. He's pretty good. Well, listen, hey, uh, I will tell you right now. I like my quarterback better. I'm happier with my guy. That's, I mean, that's, but that's fair. But I, I again, a lot of it. I, I'm also curious to see what he looks like without Cliff Kinsbury. But it's there's something about him that it's like I just can't. I can't, I feel like an old head when I say like I can't see him as a Super Bowl winner. But that that slide play and then spiking it, forcing your team to kick that field Huge goal. Mistake. It's just, Huge it's just like. And then all the stuff with like a practicing clause, and it's like it's a bad look from the Cardinals to put him in that position. But it's like I don't know, man. I have so many reservations again about that guy because I feel like he's been the same guy, which is good. Like top fifteen quarterback the day he walked in the league, but I haven't seen him become anything more than that year over year. I think he's kind of been the same guy. And when he got uh, Hopkins, you know, you saw an uptick. But I, I mean. W- he was like an MVP candidate for the last two years in a row. For like, he's been he's been an MVP. He's dealt with injuries, but yeah. but we're like, like what? How how is like perennial MVP candidate not a guy that's good enough for you? Not that he's not good enough for me. I just personally don't. I I don't see it as much as I think he is uh, shorter, faster, better, slightly Derek Carr. Like he's just that guy. He like maybe maybe if you build the perfect situation around him, I just can't see him. I don't think that's a fair. I don't. Comparison. I don't put him in that tier. He's in the Russ mold. Yeah, yeah, like Russ, but, but like he's I, certainly in the Russ mold. I'm not. I'm just not. I don't know. I I don't know why I feel so negatively about him. I just some players just. You know what's what's funny? Uh, I always defend Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. And I was so offended when you just said that. Like Derek Carr. Derek like Carr, Kyler Murray, but, Derek Because Carr. I didn't want to call Kyler Murray Kirk Cousins. Because that would be an insult to, that is an insult. to, That's a slap to Kyler. So, sure. I, so I didn't want to go that far. Speaking of Derek Carr, 
by association. How about the Devontae Adams thing? Yeah, what? What? That guy got his bag. Oh yeah, <laughs> bro. If he would have pushed me, I'd still be rolling yeah, I'd right be, now. I would, it's been like seven days. You'd hear, you'd hear every stumble. I'd be like, my my back, my neck, my spine, <laughs> yeah. my spleen. You know the guy from SpongeBob? Yeah. Ah! yeah. <laughs> My my leg. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would basically be me, and I would be getting that bag too. He ran right to the cops. Devonte got, got charged got... earlier today—a misdemeanor assault, a battery. What a joke! I'm sure that'll get get settled out out of court. So simple. Hey, yeah, you, you just know, run me my check. Send your lawyer over. <laughs> I, I, listen, it, it ain't too much for Devonte. Two hundred fifty no. grand. Yeah, hey. and it all goes away. And guess what? Hey, you make that. In a half. I'm not greedy. Oh, $250,000, that's nothing I to you. can only imagine what his contract is. It's probably over $100 million. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't he's, know he's fine. Big he's money. fine. He'll be all right. Okay. Yeah. And next time you don't push uh, a poor little photographer. Let's, let's look it up. I'm, I'm curious now. To see his, I bet it's, I bet he signed a five-year, 100 I know it was big. I just don't remember off the top of my head. Devontae Adams contract. I would want $1 million. And we could keep this quiet. Uh, three year, sixty seven and a half million. Holy moly! And then God knows how much he made before. Full, fully guaranteed for forty two point nine two million. Right. Plus a twenty two point seventy five million signing bonus. Yeah, and all I want is 40, oh, that includes his twenty twenty two salary. Okay. I would take the point. I would take point five of that. Five hundred thousand dollars, cash, and and boom, easy. And, and then, you would never have to hear about. And then you don't have again. to worry about it anymore. Yeah, I would. I'll even come I'll out. Drop the cases. You I'll give me that I money. Tricked. I'll even come out and, and apologize to the public and say it was entirely my fault. I've got right in his way. I was I was going one way. I should have got out of his way. By the way, that was a a bad miss on a roughing the passer call or whatever. Yeah. You know, I would just I would go full into it. Anything else? I, well, they did lose that game too. Uh, anything else? Uh, we, that was like an easy game to predict too. I don't know if you watched it. The Raiders game. Raiders went up seventeen to nothing. You were just like, okay, uh, Kansas City is going to win this game. Just one of those. You have to Mahomes. Yeah, games. you have to go. I don't even know how you beat KC. I, you you don't. You hope you hope their offensive linemen get hurt or yeah. they they decide to stop playing for a half. It was like a they weird week. It was Bengals. a really weird football week. Yeah, we weren't the only people to to win on a on a missed kick. You watch the uh, Browns game, Browns I, Chargers. I did after Staley goes for it randomly in the fourth quarter. Like what balls on that guy? Fucking it, Jacoby Brissett was like bawling. It's tough. It's tough. He probably. I don't know why he would be so upset though. Because if you think about it, you got to know you're not getting that job. I mean, the diddler's coming. But who knows what? Who knows what the Browns are going to be? The diddler in. cometh. The diddler cometh. <laughs> Uh, the Giants won in London. Insane, dude. What's up? Dude, I th- they're I, they're better than we thought they were. They're be. better than we thought. They're coached really well. Dable. I was curious them. to see how he would transition without Josh Allen, and he's making you know Daniel Jones look not half bad. Doesn't hurt that Saquon is like fully back. Yeah, fully back. That's a temporary state of affairs. I, I wouldn't. I'm not rooting for him to get hurt, but I just feel like it's inevitable. It's, yeah. Well, I think it's. I think that was actually a, a, a positive outcome for the Eagles overall because I think that I'm more afraid of the Packers than I am of the Giants. I think the Giants are going to come down to earth in a very catastrophic way. I mean, eventually they're going to be in a game where they need Daniel Jones to throw the ball to their three receivers that could play at DV. Maybe, maybe make DV. Probably not. But they could never play at Saya. They could never play at Saya. They don't have Saya talent. 
<laughs> the Southeastern Athletic Youth Association, maybe. Is that Saya? Sia? Either way, <laughs> they couldn't hold a candle to Joey Lind cut, going, cut, cutting across the middle. Two, two more things to talk about from last week's game. Uh, Dicker the Kicker, funny name. And a player of the week. Player of the week, yeah. So we've, week. we've got five straight. Or f- and we have, yeah, five straight and a player, and player of the month. month. So pretty cool. I feel like, I'll be honest with you, that seems like they did it for the, for the meme. Yeah, it's got to be. But you know? also, hey, that's pretty big. Off the street. Like he didn't hit both. any, he didn't hit any like crazy. No, he hit like a 20 yarder and a, I don't know what. He didn't hit like a game winner. Yeah, it was, well, it won the game. And Matt and Amendola didn't, and he was signed off the street. So okay, but if in my mind a game winner is like like Justin Tucker's it's fourth kick. down, the clock's got two seconds on it, and you got to kick one for like even if it's a chip shot, right? But it's well, really a on. game winner. Where it, where in Madden where it goes from the normal view to the low down view that yeah. gives you the, the all intensity. the drama, yeah, the, the pressure's on. But yeah, no, I don't have. And you said you had one more thing. Oh, this, uh, uh, are we going to talk at all about how the quarterback sneak is an unstoppable bastion of Eagles power? It's insane. I mean, what are you going to do? The first one got me fired up when Dallas Goddard literally picked up Jalen Hurts, which and is put him in the end zone. Technically, a flag. Really? I did yes, not know that. You can't pull them. You can push them. Oh uh, well, that looked like a a a push. If it was like a reverse push. Yeah, he pushed him from the front. Right. Right. Push it. Push it real good. Push it. <laughs> but hey, you know what? <laughs> Clearly, uh, Kelsey on his podcast said, "You know, why are you doing all the goofy shit? You got to get a yard, sneak it." Well, with an offensive line like that, yeah. You so just fucking get after him. I mean, between they got some mean blockers on this team. So I feel good about uh, being in any position where we only need to get a yard or less because I think we we may be the best sneaking team of all time. Yeah, man. Yeah. Speaking of things I want to sneak, uh, the Commanders lost again. I don't know if you saw that. It's actually... Uh, I did see that. And then the other thing that happened with Ron Rivera. Dude, that's crazy. It's getting sad. It's actually ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty depressing. It's still... It's still fucking ridiculous. Like, you're going to make me defend him again. (laughs) No, you don't have to. You're trying to make me defend him There's no way to. Um, Oh, it's easy. I mean, that team is... Bad. But how, th- how are the Colts doing right now? Also bad, but they won this week. They are atrocious. Yeah, yeah. They're atrocious. They were a like a very good offense last year, and they are a very bad offense right now. Yeah, Matt Ryan is definitively cooked. How? That was the worst does, Thursday night football game of all time until tomorrow. That game who was plays all, tomorrow? Uh, the Washington Commanders and, and, the, and, the, Bears? and the Bears. Yeah, it's going to be but awful. Better jerseys, better jerseys, which may make it. Okay. The Commanders jerseys are really bad. I like their black ones. I don't know if you saw them. They wore those. The black with the yellow? Yeah. They're not too bad, but the, the standard ones are not so good. Really bad. The big W on their <laughs> the big W in the center of their field as they collect a, a ton of losses. Yeah. Not I don't me. think he finishes out the year, by the way, because that's crazy. It triggers a second round pick. You got to see what you got in Sam Hill and avoid that pick turning this, into a second round. I can't help but feel bad for the guy. Oh, it's so I, easy. I am just preemptively feeling bad for him, just like every Eagles fan is going to once he's out of the league. Right. Right now, I think people feel Vitral, obligated to hate yeah. him. Yeah. And I don't think that'll stick forever because I do think, in spite of him, he kind of got a little bit of a bad rap here. And, like, 
I, but what I don't understand, no matter what you think of the guy, right? The coach cannot come out there. Not good look for no Ron matter Rivera. what. No matter, he could be the most evil motherfucker. As a coach, you cannot come out and say shit like that. Especially in the when you got the twenty eighth ranked, the twenty eighth ranked defense, and you are very well known for being a defensive head coach. Your you got your offensive line is atrociously bad. Like yeah. like there's so many problems on this team. And you really going to fucking come out there and just throw your guy under a bus? I don't understand. Well, I think it's cuz he's the black plague. I think he just comes to teams and just ruins them. He's he's What the fuck was there to ruin in Washington? <sighs> really good receiving core. Really really feel really good about that receiving core. Uh which Dewami Brown had, I think, uh, a touchdown last week. They just keep com- guys keep coming out of the woodwork over there. But poor, you know who I really feel bad for Terry. Terry McLaurin, that poor guy. I feel like he is a likable dude, a likable player, and I feel awful that he is stuck on that team and now signed to that team for five years. Call Howie, trade for him. I'll take him. That would actually be sick. Yes, yeah, so that would you, actually be disgusting. What would you even do? Who uh, Devontae Smith in the slot? I it would be just. It should be illegal. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't cover them. Um, Cowboys won against. We could get into the Cowboys because I have. I, I. I don't know. I've. I've. They're. They're. They're annoying me. Saints. We would have the ninth overall pick. They won. Uh, probably shouldn't have won that game. Taysom Hill had four touchdowns, which is stupid. Ridiculous. Um, Geno Smith looks legit. What? what? Okay. You hear what he said? People wrote me off. I ain't never right back. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's, That's so good. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has so many that he gives Geno Smith like a running list of them. Yeah, well, I still haven't heard Shake and Not Stared, but well. Shake, that's know. coming. That's coming. I'm a little upset about yeah, that. I he was, he, hey, wanna, I thought he would. Want to know this week. I thought know he would week. listen. I thought he would hear that. I think if, if he knew how much I loved him, he would definitely listen to the podcast. Um, Before we get into... The Eagles Cowboys thing. I think we should do the mailbag. Yeah, let's do let's do mailbag. Uh, do we have do we have any specific ones you want to start with? So okay, so Tom Rafter, who we talked about last week, sent us a really good detailed like, question. Detailed question with like context and like a little preamble. And I thought it was so impressive. I said, send us an, an audio clip of you asking that question. We'll put you on the pod. And he was like, No, I'm I'm embarrassed. Which I'd like to just formally call you out, Tom, because you literally called into the podcast last yeah, year. Yeah, you jabroni. You were live, but you wouldn't do that. You could have done this five times and picked the one you liked the best. So eventually he sends me this. I think it is always the elephant in the room. Not unlike Beetlejuice, if you say the word too many times, it will show up ready to ruin your happiest moments. Injuries, they are part of the game. And we managed four weeks without any major setbacks. But week five had our number. Now that we are seeing our O-line take some hits, how do the birds need to adapt their scheme to allow for less time in the pocket and more defensive pressure overall from the Cowboys? A team that is tied for second most sacks per game, 3.8 SPG. First is the Eagles with 4 SPG. So, first of all, that's a really good question. You should have just said it in your own voice. You have a lovely... Sweet, you have a voice honey, for radio. Honey, uh, what's it? The smooth honey uh, voice. Smooth as smooth is that, as honey. Maybe. Did I make that up? Okay. Silky, silky, silky smooth, silky, silky smooth, smooth voice. You could have just hit us with the silky smooth Tom voice. But the question is, 
how do the Eagles adapt when their offensive line is hurt to deal with the pressure and keep it off of Hurts and get the ball out quicker? And my answer is, like we talked about earlier, they've got to get the slant game going. Yeah, They've got to get the ball to your big-bodied wide receiver, uh, A.J. Brown, on the slants. You've got to get Goddard on the seam. You've got to get your bigger, stronger wide receivers to beat the corners that they are stronger and larger than. Let them box them out and let them win one-on-one matchups. Uh, and then you can you can do things like little three-step drops and get the ball out quick. Yeah, and you know, not so much around the passing game and quick game, but to the other side of it, a really good way to cover up a offensive lineman who may not be so good at backing up and taking on a uh, pass rush is by just telling him to run forward and pa- uh, run block. If you know how good your running game is, if you're banged up on the offensive line, I still believe that Stoutland could coach me to being a, a practice squad journeyman on the offensive line. So in that in that context, I think get after them, dominate through the run, go with what works because at the end of the game last week, last week you saw it when they ran the ball towards the end of the game, it, it, they couldn't stop it. They could not stop it. They were getting third and manageable over and over and over again. And when you only have to go five yards, four yards, six yards, it doesn't matter how banged up your uh, offensive line is because you're going you're gonna to be able to get the ball out quickly on a much easier down and distance. Jeff Stalin could coach anybody. I don't know about you. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's hard. It's, tell me about it. I think, I think he could coach just about anybody. What the hell? All I what? know is you never had the makings of a varsity athlete. Oh, son of a bitch! What? <laughs> I'm I sick had I had to... to turn my volume up to do that. Because uh, so, you get the boo and everybody knows it's coming. Bad, bad radio. Um, let's, let's see. Anything else? Uh, I see a question from Showtime Salvato. Should I back that thing up or should I push up on it? And my answer to that question is you will see on your wedding night. When I'm out on your dance floor, Eric. Oh, I got nervous for a minute. I didn't know what the fuck you were about to say. <laughs> um, um, the answer is always you should back that thing up. I, I like to push up on it. Oh, oh, oh okay. Well, so, listen, different strokes for different folks. Hey, listen. So, C. Chuck, Twanster, uh, said, now that I bought two crewneck sweatshirts, what can I expect from wearing them? So, I can tell you right now. Uh, I had to get my suit tailored for Eric's wedding. I went to New Way Cleaners on Pashunk Avenue. How'd that go? I like that place. It was pretty good. He was okay. he's a pretty cool guy. But when he walked in, I had my Birds by a Million sweatshirt, and he was staring at it as I walked through the door. He stopped before anything and said, <laughs> that shirt's awesome, dude. And then took my stuff and gave me my clothes. Let's and, go. And we, but But officially, you can now know that not only – are you wearing a shirt that people look at you when you wear and go, I don't really understand what that means. What's it, an inside thing? No, people don't even think that. They go, wow, that's a, that's a cool freaking shirt. So it is cool. congratulations on having your second cool freaking shirt. And tell all your friends, uh, bonfire.com forward slash the Philly specialist to get all Philadelphia related merch. Officially licensed. Is that by Philadelphia? By us. Yeah, TPS. Uh, he also asked, what are your thoughts on Sirianni's play calling in general and in key situations? Here's the thing. Sirianni doesn't call plays. Yeah. Shane Steichen is in charge of the offensive play calling, which is why 
uh, we didn't even talk about this, but evidently, or from from what they're saying, there was a heated debate between Hertz and Steichen. Uh, I think it was at halftime in the locker room. They were uh, quote unquote animated. I saw them at the end of the game with Steichen saying either "trust me" or "I trust you," and I'm not sure what one it was, but I did see that as well. Two fiery guys. I have no problem with it. Yeah, if yeah. It, it, as long as it doesn't. Yeah, like, it doesn't bleed over into to any of that bullshit. I think that uh, overall, I think that the Eagles. At the, again, I keep going back to it, but the end of last week really showed me a lot with this Eagles team because I thought it was uh, a really well called when when all else fails. You know, they went with what got them to the dance last year, and I think I texted you. Thank you. I think I texted you. There's something very cool about getting the ball in the fourth quarter and saying, okay, eight-minute soul-crushing drive time for you, 17 plays, 70 yards. And the best part about it is it's no longer the offense, but it's just like a trump card that you get to have in your back pocket, which will win you games as it gets cold. Cold like this Miller High Life. Okay, good answer. (sighs) So uh, last one, I think Joe, Joe B. Wan Kenobi, I think had one. Yes, Joe Joe had one. Who's your number one most hated Dallas player of all time? Um, this is an interesting one because I think that I have a little recency bias when I say it's Orlando Scandrick, but he's oh. such a twat. Well, he isn't good enough to even. So so I have a I have a very uh, odd feeling towards this. So I look at I was trying to think of like who do I hate the most. Well, to be honest with you, I don't have many Dallas players that I truly hate it. Like, I hate the Dallas Cowboy entity. I hate Jerry Jones. I hate Dallas Cowboys fans. This week has been one of the worst because I follow a lot of Eagles guys on Twitter. Uh, Thomas R. Pedersen, Lord Brunson, um, not EDP because he's a a dirty boy. Trying to think of some few other people. But anyway, because I follow them and they follow a bunch of Cowboys fans because they like to interact, I've seen a lot of Cowboy fanism uh, kind of just yelling at the top of every rooftop they can that we haven't played anybody and that we're going to play a real defense this week and we haven't played against any good defenses. And we haven't put Jalen Hurts hasn't been that good and he's the same player he was last year. And it's just, I hate him. I hate them more than I could ever hate any. Any player that's ever t- wore a Cowboys jersey, because at the end of the day, it's like that's their job. Whatever. There's a few of them. Like I, f- I hate Zeke, I guess, but that's more so because he beat the sh- shit out of a woman. Not yeah, the- I think Cowboys fans are the bane of my existence. Really fucking annoying. They're so annoying. Yeah, they're living in the past. They complain. They say, "Oh, we have five Super Bowls. You have one." You haven't won a Super Bowl. None of the people that can be talking to me about their Super Bowl history, if you're my age, either one, you're an old man talking to me, get out of my face, or two, you're my age and you never saw a single moment of those Super Bowls, so it doesn't matter. I don't think they've won one since. I could be ninety six. Well, I could be wrong, but I I don't think they've won one at all since the um, salary cap was instituted. No. So like essentially, there's a reason like. You know the Yankees win all the time. Yeah. Like the Yankees are always one you of the buy, best teams in baseball. You're buying your title. It's because you can. You're in a big market and you could just buy, 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 buy all your players. Um, you know they have a luxury tax in baseball. It's different. 
they they were America's team because they were constantly broadcasted. Yeah. The fact that they were constantly broadcasted meant they were bringing in the most money. The fact that they were bringing in the most money pre-salary cap meant that they could just pay whatever it took for them to win. Uh, since the playing field was leveled, they haven't won anything. Uh, they have been mediocre for the majority of the time since then. So I don't understand where this, like, look at all the Super Bowls we have comes from. Like you, you, you were, you, you were born on third. You know, like get the fuck shut up. It's not even close. Like it, there. So, so my answer is Cowboys fans, in particular Cowboys fans that live in Philadelphia. You guys are my official crumb bum of the week. You're a crumb creep, lush coward. I hate you all, and I hope that you stub your toe. And then when you're stubbing your toe and you pick your foot up and hop on your one leg that hasn't been stubbed, you step full force on a Lego with your good foot. And then you get AIDS. Oh. <laughs> not AIDS. Not, not the AIDS. AIDS part. not that bad anymore. Yeah. I feel like they have, you know. So it's just like a mild annoyance. I, I, I would not want that mild annoyance. <laughs> I hope you get a hangnail. That you yeah, and out. a hangnail, yeah. Yeah, I hope you have ingrown toenails for the rest of your life. Yeah, first off, and, and I can tell you right now, the Cowboys fan I hate the most, Cowboys underscore fan talk. He has driven me nuts this week because he's just on my timeline. Talking about last week. Highest graded defensive lineman from last week, Sam Williams, 91.6. He's playing opposite of Micah Parsons, so he's going he's gonna to have a good rating. But he quotes, tweets it, whatever. I don't even care. I don't know Sam, I don't know Sam Williams from, from Abel. Uh, but he said, now I wonder where Jordan Davis is doing right now. Never mind. You don't watch football if you don't think Jordan Davis is getting better every single week. He's like the number one graded defensive nose tackle rookie in like the last ten years, it's insane. They they're just stupid people. He's also that playing just say things. in a rotation with Fletcher Cox and, and Javon Hargrave, and, and and his effect is just clear every single time he touches the field. I see more Jordan Davis tape on my timeline than any player playing twenty snaps a game in the history of football. But anyway, we're, we're I, talking about a person that watches one game a week. Certainly, that, that's he doesn't what even you have to understand. Zone. Somebody watches. Like, somebody that watches one game a week and lives in that world, that's all they know. That's all they see. So he get, his exposure to the NFL outside of the Cowboys is whoever the Cowboys are playing and Twitter. And you know what? The, like, I, I almost respect them into the level of delusion the Cowboys fans have. You've seen this story a thousand times your whole entire life, and never has it changed. And yet every year you talk all this shit and then just get farted on in the first round of the playoffs if you make it if you make it that far and then you have the nerve to come out the next year and go this is our year this is truly our year listen i can't even you can't can't, can't even fucking deal with these people you can't have despair and pain without hope so i think we should see it as like a blessing that they all have to they all have to have this hope and think like, like, is the it, if you're in hell, if you don't know heaven exists, yeah, you don't even know what you're missing out on. It's not that bad. They got to watch another team win every year and think that they have a shot 
that's 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 even worse. We should be pitying them right now. Yeah. I feel bad for them. Yeah, bunch. Of, I, I actually do feel bad now. No, I don't. I hope. I hope that everything bad happens. I hope this Sunday is the best day of my life and the worst day of of multiple Cowboys fans' lives. Yeah. By the way, I, you know, let let's just get into the game itself. Eagles five and zero, Cowboys four and one at home Sunday night football. Four days before your wedding, Eagles are five point favorites. Is this the Biggest Eagles Cowboys fan. See, I'm fucking fired up about these fans. Um, is this the biggest Eagles Cowboys game you can remember? No. Okay, the biggest Eagles Cowboys game. No, I don't know. If this really so, is. does 2017 about- with Wentz carrying the corpse of a team and beating Dak in Philly? Did that have this level of juice? Because I feel that one was huge. The, the first thing that comes to mind is during the Chip Kelly era, there was a win and get in, mm-hmm. and Brandon Boykin had a pick at the very end of the game. Okay, that I mean they were driving, mm-hmm. and I I think we were up three, and they were driving down the field. We might have been up even less than three, and I just remember Brandon Boykin having a pick, and Tony Romo was out. This was pre Dak. And who was their quarterback? Kyle Orton? Yes. Kyle Orton threw a pick in the last minute. And it was a win and get in. And the Eagles ended up... Was that the year? That was a year we lost to the... I want to say we lost to the Saints. Saints, Riley Cooper. Yes. End zone. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm like 99% sure it was Giants, that year. the Giants maybe the first year. But yeah, no, that, that was a big one. I'm just trying to think of like pure juice going into a game. And I guess this is like... There was the, the the year we beat the shit out of them and then lost to them in the first round of playoffs, which I know I'm not supposed to talk about, but that was a juicy game going in. Yeah. That's when McNabb came out doing the air guitar. Yeah, we we got the shit kicked out of us. That yeah, game, we got right? our ass beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but I do, that was Tough like game. the home of Jerry. First game, Eagles-Dallas game in Jerry World. I do remember yeah. that one. That was McNabb's last game, I think. Yeah, so there's been some big – I mean, obviously I mean, there's been always, some big – But this one matter. just feels – this feels like – Way too important to be a week six game. Well, both both teams are good. It's for control of the division. division. Yeah, it's the Eagles kind of coming out party. Yeah, and Dallas wants to spoil it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's a it's a big one. That it's atmosphere a really is going to be one. insane. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's going to be insane. Great right now, I mean, with with the way Philadelphia sports are looking right now, there there is so much goodwill. I, everybody keeps. Uh, I, I work in. I work in property tax where I deal with a lot of different people across the United States, and I kind of am known as, like, a Philadelphia sports fan, and uh, I get asked all the time, and I've been – I talked to this one gentleman. He works uh, – his name is Van. He called me, and he goes, is that is that right that the, 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 the Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles are, are, are the last undefeated team? And I went, yeah, and he went, and your Phillies? They, they, they beat – they beat St. Louis handily. They're they're in the second round of the playoffs. Is this I, guy an old timey radio host? He's he's a. I'm trying. He's Oklahomian, an Oklahoman. He's anyway. I, I can't do his accent, so I won't. Do, I won't. The Phillies are the last. Yeah, what, the Eagles are the last undefeated team in the NFL. And you see, I'll send you the data over as soon as possible. Grab your cracker jacks. <laughs> down by the popcorn stand. How do you die? But <laughs> anyway, uh, I just. Keep, I'm going to beat my wife tonight. <laughs> 
I just can't help but feel like, and the Sixers look good, and Maxi looks like he's improved again. He's gotten better from last year, and he was already he'd take this great leap. It's just like all these good vibes, and it's just like I'm so nervous for Sunday because it's like this is this is where Philadelphia sports really <laughs> f's my a. I think I think we have the advantage in the game. For I mean, first of all, they have to come here. Mm-hmm. This game is at the link. It's going to be a big game. Um, Cooper Rush is a big deal, and people are. Th- I think people think that he is going to like challenge Dak for the starting spot. I it's don't think that's close. true. I don't think he's that good. They're winning close games because they have a great defense. He, I think he threw for like sub two hundred last week. You're not going to win games consistently in the NFL with a poor offensive output. Yeah, I know your defense is good, but points are going to get scored. And this Eagles team can move the ball, and they can score points. They can do it in a variety of ways. And if they wise up and they find a way to deal with the blitz, the game's going to be on Cooper Rush's back. And I just don't know if he's good enough. I mean, we're talking about a team, and let's be honest, I don't think the Cowboys have the it factor right now. I don't think they win big games. Yeah. Like, they don't win playoff games, blah, blah, blah. But they are a good offense when Dak's in there. Consistently, they're a top five to top ten offense. Yeah. Um, with Cooper Rush, they just are not. Yeah, he well, he – so I think I saw that Dak threw for the first time. Uh, still not looking good for him to play Sunday, but there is a possibility. If Cooper Rush is out there, I think the, the key to victory is very easy. You know, you don't let the uh, defense that leads the league in turnovers – Create any short fields, any turnovers. You take care of the ball. You handle your side of the ball, and you let Cooper Rush go out there and beat you. If he beats you, which I don't think he's capable of doing, I mean, more power to him. I'll have egg on my face, but instead of in my stomach, <laughs> that's. I'm trying to see if I have foreshadowing. Any. I need. Uh, we need. We gotta. We, like, we, have, we really have to expand our. Yeah. Like we, the like we have, we're working with like five things right now. Yeah, we we gotta we. And I never did the draft sound when you said we have pick nine. God, I was at so, half volume. It's so, so loud. loud, so loud. But yeah, I think uh, that's that's the key to the game is is letting Cooper Rush go out there and beat you. And and part of that's going to be containing those two solid running backs having a big game from Jordan Davis, sealing up the uh, the center of the uh, uh, offensive line. Playing well on those downs, making sure you're putting Cooper Rush in positions in third and long instead of third and manageable, and you know limit turnovers on on the offensive side of the ball. But I do when I look at this as like if I was reviewing this game from the perspective of say anyone that wasn't a delirious Cowboys or Eagles fan, I'd say I do feel good about the Eagles' chances to win this game at home in an atmosphere that should be off the charts awesome against a backup quarterback that's. Got a little magic going, but I think that, you know, you know, the clock's going to strike 12 here soon. He's going to turn into a pumpkin. So why not it be against us? Yeah. Hey, look at that. I didn't even stutter or anything. That was a good one. <laughs> and I felt a lot better. Can y'all, can y'all feel that? Uh, I feel really good after seeing the injury report today. If we can get one of those you know left tackles back and playing i'd feel a whole lot better because i think that parsons is the one player that could just derail a game he's that good he's game-changing talented level but if you can contain him and that's not like shut him down zero it's like if you can limit him to like 
five pressures in a sack. Like, I think you have a chance to win the game because I think if there's been anything, knock on wood, that Jalen has done a very good job of in his career across the board, he has been able to limit turnovers, limit mistakes, and I think there's a big monkey on his back right now because he's never beat Dallas. I think this is the week that he finally does it, and then things start to really, really, really get exciting in Philadelphia because it, it gets magical uh, after this bye week. But you got to take care of business on Sunday. Yeah, it, it's huge. It's huge for for the team the rest of the year. I think the keys to this game, uh, they're kind of similar to yours. Number one is how do you deal with pressure? They seem to have shrunk a little bit when uh, when uh, opposing teams tend to get a lot of pressure on them. You can't have it. You've got to figure out how to deal with the blitz. You've got to figure out how to deal with pressure. Uh, I want to see them push the ball down the field a little bit more, especially in the second half. Um, And the key, like you just said, don't turn the ball over. Uh, Since week one, the Cowboys have scored. What week did that get hurt? Week one? Week one. Okay, so they scored three points week one. And since then, they've scored 20, 23, 25, 22. The most points they've put up all year outside of the week that they only scored three and Dak was hurt and, you know, whatever, we'll ignore that, is 25 points. That's their max. That's with a defense that is forcing turnovers. And who did they a score? Lot. Yeah, I was wondering, who did they score 25 points against? The Commanders. And is it, they had to have a defensive touchdown. They had a defensive touchdown last week. I'm wondering how many offensive points they've scored in these games. I, well, I can't. I, even if, let's, even if they they didn't score right. offensive, even if they didn't score defensive touchdowns, they were put in good field, field position, position a lot because of how good the defense is and because they were forcing turnovers. So how do you how do you stop them from scoring twenty five? They're not going to score more than twenty five. But how do you stop them from getting to that? You don't turn the ball over, mm-hmm. like you just said. If you protect the ball, even if you don't have fantastic offensive output. Even if you only put up, I don't know, let's say you put up 24. The Eagles, conversely, let's just look at this. Eagles are the, so uh, while you're going here with the Eagles offense, uh, Philly Mike, Philly underscore Mike 25 tweeted out today that I thought was a pretty interesting. These are the offensive that, that have played the Dallas Cowboys through the first five weeks. Bucks 21st, mm-hmm. Bengals 22nd, Giants 23rd, Commanders 19th, Rams 26th, and the Eagles are the second best in total offense. So, and conversely from, you know, look at what the Eagles have done. 38 points, 24 points, 24 points, 29 points. Their lowest is 20. So they had one game. With with half an offensive line, I would would also state, on that 20-point performance. And the other two 24 points... I don't think that's necessarily because they couldn't have put up more than twenty. They points. laid on them for the second half in both of those games. Yeah, I, I, I mean the dream because when you look at it from like a, a perspective of like slightly positive Eagles fans, but also like very much in the realm of possibility, the Eagles could go out and just womp this team if they if they get a couple early turnovers, if their offense moves the ball the way that they're capable of, in spite of playing a good defense, they could just go out and just. Womp, if they were willing womp. to keep their foot on the gas, I think. In but this they haven't scenario, shown this year that they are. Yeah, I think this is a scenario where you definitely will, because of how 
Well, I don't know because you are playing Cooper Rush. And you don't That's wanna, the thing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to put up. I don't think you need 30 points to beat this team. Although it would be really nice to put up 30 points and expose uh, Trayvon Diggs. Because well, I want to expose of that. Of course, I want to beat them by a million. Right. But, but the point is, realistically, like back in the real world, what do you have to do to win this game? Right. And what you have to do is you have to stop the turnovers because they get a lot of points off of turnovers, either by defensive touchdowns or by great field position. Don't give them anything cheap. Don't give them anything easy. Keep your offense on the field, and then just dare their offense to beat you. Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll take this second just because this is now maybe the the third week, fourth week in a row we've done this. Hat tip to Howie Roseman for the construction of this roster and these co- and this coaching staff and the players for how they've executed so far. The fact that we get to come on this podcast every single week and say things like limit turnovers, run the ball well, don't don't let them get anything cheap over the top. It's like your team is good enough to beat any team in the league without like, oh, you're going to need a huge game from Miles Sanders. We're going to need 200 yards rushing from him if we're, we have any chance to win this. The team is so good right now that they have the ability that if they just play their game right, if they just limit mistakes and put their best foot forward, they can beat any team in the league right now. Where, where do you really see the Eagles, if you had to rank the teams, where do you really see them? A lot of people have ranked them as one. It's Bills, and- Chiefs. Okay, I was going to say three because of Bills and Chiefs, and I think that that I think that most people would say that. Are we being scared? We could be possibly being scared. I mean, I think that the Dallas Cowboys defense scares me, but I want to see it against an offense that I think is ready to play. I, I think that the Bengals have struggled. I think that the Rams have struggled. I think that they have not really played. I hate saying that because you can say the same thing about the Eagles, that they haven't really played anybody either, and I feel really good about the Eagles. That being said, I think that the Cowboys have done an amazing job, you know, surviving these last four games without their, you know, million-dollar, multi-million-dollar quarterback, hundred-million-dollar quarterback, whatever you want to say, and that's an impressive thing. I don't think it's disrespecting the Eagles as much as it is giving the Dallas Cowboy defense their due and having a little temp, you know temperament towards my expectations. That being said, come Sunday, I mean, I'll probably, I mean, by the end of this podcast, I'll probably say the Eagles are going to win by a million. Well, I mean, listen, we that's that's our thing, right? That's so, I mean, we, we just do. we just we we dive into the numbers. There's no shame, and we in make that. a a fair and honest. Uh, response to it do you have any other major keys uh i, I also want to focus in on that the eagles or the uh, dow's run defense is kind of porous so take advantage of that i'd like to see a big game from miles sanders um it, it's not it's not the game like plan that i would like the eagles to utilize because i hate seeing them lean on that i'd like to feel really good at the eagles coming out of this game saying like oh jalen hurts was able to throw it all over the field and they ran the ball but it, if it comes push comes to serve, you can run the ball up the middle on this team because they're uh, you know, they like to get after the quarterback. They like to pin their ears back, which can put them in positions to be out of position and therefore open up big holes for the running game. And, and you know, if they do find a win, even if this isn't the the prettiest win in the world, if they do find a win, they go into the bye. You come out of the bye and see the Steelers, who are really bad right now. Yeah, they're really bad. The Texans, who are bad. 
Yeah. The commanders who were bad. Yeah. The Colts who were bad. Yeah. The Packers who pre preseason I was like a little nervous about. I don't think they're very good right now. They're not good right now. The Titans are bad. Titans are not good. Like you've got a big stretch of games. I mean, then you see the Giants at the divisional game, and they've been better than everybody expected. But I don't think they have talent on the same level as the Eagles. Yeah, I agree. The Bears are really bad. I mean, then you see the Cowboys again. In Dallas, if they stay like this, maybe that's a game you lose. And, you know, I'm sure there's a loss in here somewhere. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, this is a huge, it really is a huge turning point for the season because I mean, there's you a, can put yourself in the driver's seat of the division if you win this game. Yeah, it's just it's crazy being 5-0 and now. And it's it sounds nuts to say, like, hey, like, we have a shot to go win, like to to win every game. It sounds it sounds like you're being like a fucking jerk off, like yeah. you're playing yourself. But I'm looking at the schedule, and there's like a couple sticking points here that like if you make it past the Cowboys and you can beat the Packers, then you know, like those two games are scary to me. But like you shouldn't be afraid of any of these teams. And it's like you really just based on the schedule. Like, if we saw the Bills and the Ravens and the Chiefs, like, it would be a different conversation. If we were playing the Chargers, like, it would be different, right? Like, it's not like this team is, indefe- like, undefeatable and they're going to go 16-0 and I'm just delusional. It's just the schedule is just like... Yeah, it's a, it's a light schedule. It really but, is. Hey, but so was 2017 and you win those games and then you get yourself a bye and home field advantage and then anything could happen in the playoffs. Yeah. This is... this. I'll tell you what, going back to what you said... Uh, about like where you would rank this team in the NFL, I think this game is for four in the NFL. I think I want to give it to the Ravens at three because I think that they only trailed for 19 seconds of the whole season in the two games they lost. So like I think them, the Bills, the the Chiefs, their quarterback play, their defenses look legit. Uh, outside of the Ravens, I think their defense is a little light, but. I think I think I have the Ravens and the Eagles like pretty like tied pretty for close. three. Yeah. I would say this is the game for three, not the game for four. Well, the, the, so that this is where this like I I wasn't looking fully into the rest of the NFC East, but the uh, Ravens are going into uh, into the Giants, uh, Meadowlife, Meadowlands, whatever the hell. So you know I don't want to make an assumption, but I think that the Ravens are going to win that game. So you are really playing right now for control of the NFC East. Yeah. Huge game, huge game. Um, and I just hope that the – I think that they have the, the dogs for it. I think they have the right mentality. I just – I'm ready to watch it. Like I'm so gassed up now that I've talked about it for an hour and 20 minutes that I just can't wait to for it to be – if I could fall asleep right now and it be 8.20 on Sunday, I'd, I'd, t- I'd sign that right Where now. Where are we going for the game? I'm not sure what where I'm going. What do you want to do? So I, have, I would like to formally suggest tap room. Tap room? I can get in the tap room. Because we had planned to go there and do a live show, and now mm-hmm. I feel guilty not to go there. And I happened to be there Monday, uh, and I was just shooting the shit with the guys a little bit. And uh, Pete was like, dude, like, let me know. Whenever you want to do something, we'll hook something up. And Shout out I, tap room. Yeah, we love tap room. I, I overheard them talking about, like, hey, like, we don't really get too much, like, traffic during the games anymore. Like, we're not sure why. And I was like, I can fix that. Yeah, we... Well, uh, I don't know. Taproom sounds good. I'm always a fan of Garage. I love Garage. I hate too. I hate Xfinity Live. My intern, but not an intern, now he works full time. He has gone to every Eagles game in Philadelphia. He goes 
to Extremity Live. How old is he? He's 23. That's it. Yeah, I was like, dude. I fucking loved it when I was 23. Dude, he loves it, and he's like, it's great. And I'm like, dude, it's, I don't know how you do that. And he's like, it's fun. All my friends go. It's fun. It's, I'm like, man, they don't even have Miller Lite. <laughs> if I can't, like, just walk in, yeah, I'm upset. Like, I don't, like, don't want to fucking stand in line. I don't want to hear anybody tell me something that's going to make me feel like they're an idiot when it comes to football. When I go there. It's like, oh, I guess I'm standing for the next three hours. I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, and then I don't, I don't need, I don't need my football experience to also be coupled with a DJ experience. I like to have those two very separate and apart. I like to listen to I game agree. sound, and I like to sweat and stand up and drink a thousand beers without realizing I'm doing it. And then when something good happens in the game, I celebrate. And then because I'm celebrating, I get a little sick because I got too drunk. Yeah, I mean, it's the dr- when it's Eagles the dream. win, you get too drunk. We went to, uh, uh, this weekend I went, and me and Dama met up with Mike and Alina. You went up to the Yunk. Yeah, we went up to Matty Yunk. And we went to, so he was like, oh, we're going to go to this little brewery. I was like, cool. So we go to the brewery, and we get there. There's, like, nobody there, which was, like, actually kind of cool. Like, I was kind of into that. that. And I was like, yo, can we get game sound? And they were like, no. <laughs> I was like, what? What do you mean? She said, I'm sorry. It, they're not hooked up to the speakers. Oh. I said, what? Why? Why would you have a 70 fucking inch TV that's not hooked up to your speakers? So we left at halftime. But it was actually good. It was called Twisted Gingers. And uh, the beer was good. Their pizza, they were like making, like cranking up brick oven pizzas. Yeah. Flames. Oh my God, it was good. Brewery pizza is some of the best pizza. Like for some reason, if you can brew a good, pe- good. brew a good beer... You don't even have to brew good beer because I've been to some shitty breweries, but their pizza is fire. Yeah, always but, the pizza is, is always good. We ended up leaving and going to a place called I think it was called Hilltop. Sorry, Hilltop Tavern. Yeah, and I, that I, was cool too. That was really nice. Manioc's got some nice spots. I was we on were, the- wait wait. I gotta tell you this story. So I'm sitting there. Me and Dom were sitting there. Mike and Lena are next to us, and they're lining up for the kick, mm-hmm. the fucking end of the game. And we're all sitting there. I'm going like this, giving the them Malikis. I was doing the Malikis. Were you too? I was doing the Malikis. So we're all doing the Malikis. Damo's like, you got to give them the Malikis. Mike is like stunned. He don't know what the fuck we're doing because he's an Irish guy from the suburbs. So he's, the Malikis is just like, I'm speaking fucking French to him. And so we're doing it and the fucking kick misses. So we're fucking celebrating. We're slapping hands and some Italian kid that was sitting like fucking six tables over, runs over and grabs me. And he's like, I saw what you were doing. And he pulls his chain out with the horn. And he's like, I saw it. You put the Malikis <laughs> on him. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. Dude, it was so funny. So now that makes me wonder if we were drunk and separate from each other, both doing the Malikis without knowing that we were doing the Malikis, or if at some point we said the Malikis. I'm trying to... What, like in the group chat? Yeah, I'm looking. I don't see ever mentioning. Uh, need my lotta back. Win ugly. Maloikis, if you got them... <laughs> I said, said Maloikis, if you got them, throw them. <laughs> uh, that was after um, Chris Leonard had decided that he didn't want to drink Miller Lite anymore and he wanted to drink vodka orange juices after we drank all day. Oh, my so God. So I was just upstairs... On his roof deck, drinking vodka orange juice, throwing Maloikis like they were fucking going out of style. Like, you ever hit him like a laser beam? Like, pew, pew, like, that, you gotta, like, I like to do like a little sly one, like a secret yeah, agent. They like, can't just, see it. Like, like when you're when you're bowling against someone, right? Like, 
fuck you. They're around the golf. <laughs> I'm a little of the Maloiks. So I, I'd like to switch something up here with our uh, – I think we should do the egg bet and then fantasy and bet of the week. That's fine. Because, because it's talking about the game. So the egg bet, we did a poll – or at least recommendations. I think we were supposed to put a poll, uh, a, a public thing out. We didn't do it. We no, forgot. we did. We did. We were supposed to do it and then p- take our favorites and then put it out there. Either way. Oh, here's, I here's misunderstood. I'm sorry. Jalen Hurts anytime or an egg. Johnny Bear, It's it's. I will do it for those things to happen, but I'm not in love with that. If Eagles, Jalen Hurts has any time touchdown, we got to eat an egg. We got to eat an egg. That's the odds are bad on that. Uh, Sanders scores over three times. Eagles interception. Over under on Eagles final score. I don't know what that means, Steve, but I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> if we shut down Micah Parsons for no sacks, QB touches plus a win, BBAM. It's not a bad one. Uh, AJ, AJ Brown, Brown over one hundred twenty. Eagles defensive pick six. Eagles win by two possessions. Jalen Hurts three total touchdowns. Defense four sacks. Clapping notifications from Jim Beef Jerky. Um, here's the deal. It's rivalry week. Sunday night football. I love all the suggestions. I love people interacting with us on there. If the Eagles win this week, I'm eating a raw egg. That's it. Oh, just, you're just going just straight win. dub. Just win. Straight dub. If the Eagles win this week, I'm drinking water in Mexico for your wedding. I'm not going to do that. Tap water? Dom, I'm drinking tap water. No, no, don't do it. I'm don't, drinking tap worth. water and egg water. It's not worth it. I'm making a hard-boiled egg with, with Mexican water and then drinking the boiled water. I'm poaching an egg. Egg water? Egg water. Okay, if the Eagles win, will you drink hot dog water? I would drink hot dog water... Just because. That's the worst thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> um, okay, but you know what? If the Eagles win this week... If the Eagles win this week, I'm eating a raw egg. <laughs> That's a cl- it's, it's so, so classic. It's so good. If the Eagles win this week, we will both consume a raw, raw egg. egg. On top of that, I will still keep my year-long, de- every defensive touchdown, I will eat a raw egg. So <sighs> I so may good. eat, you know, multiple eggs this I week. Might, I'll tell you what. I'm definitely eating the egg if we win, all right, if the Eagles win this week, I'm eating a raw egg in Mexico and in Philadelphia on Sunday night. I, you know what, though? I do feel obligated. We have to use one of these suggestions. I mean, what the fuck's the point if we don't, right? Eagles anytime touchdown scorer. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Hurts. <laughs> really? <laughs> Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown scorer, egg. Eagles win, egg. I'll do one in Mexico, one in Philly. So any Jalen Hurts touchdown, I'm assuming that's not a pass. R- rushing touchdown, I'm eating an egg. Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown, you get an egg. Any defensive touchdown, I get an egg. And Eagles win, we both, both get an, an egg. egg. Yep. So I hope we have to eat so many I'm fucking gonna, I eggs. hope I get salmonella. And I've always wanted to taste Mexican yeah. water. So I might just <laughs> do that anyway. Just a sip. Just a Can see you if, just do me, do me a big favor? Don't do it on Saturday. Do it. Do it. Oh, man, you're not there for very, very long. We're doing diarrhea backs. We're going to do shots of whiskey, and we're chasing it with Mexican water. <laughs> Wait, why did I think you were going to suggest that we drink the diarrhea? <laughs> my, my, well, I, I was so stunned. Oh, back to the drawing board. <laughs> if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, we're doing a diarrhea back. Oh, my God. Uh, it's when I, when I eat Mexican Drink Mexican water and then diarrhea so bad it goes up my back. 
My start of the week this week is Melvin Gordon in a revenge game against the Los Angeles Chargers. Insane take. Uh, feeling good about it. Uh, you know, uh, Russ is not healthy, so they're going to lean on that run game against a porous run defense. Uh, my sit of the week is T. Higgins. This is entirely emotional based off of him being a decoy last week after me sitting him or sitting Gabe Davis for him in multiple leagues. If I would have known he wasn't going to play, I would have started Gabe Davis. Okay, wait. I have to backtrack, and I'm sorry. I know we're doing fantasy right now. No, we haven't at all talked, and I just thought about it. We haven't at all talked about the rumors surrounding um, oh, the Eagles I'm- potentially making a trade for somebody on Carolina since Matt Rule was just fired. Um, a lot of CMC talk, but I'll be Not honest. the guy I want. Brian One, Burns. two, three. Brian, and we'll fix that in post. We, we said it at the exact same time. Brian Burns is 24 years old, still got a whole career in front of him, played and is familiar with playing with Hassan Reddick. What do you think gets it done, and would you pay that price? Uh, I think the Eagles are in a position to potentially con- contend for a Super Bowl this year, so I would definitely spend i would probably give a two. Oh wow i was i am willing to give up more i'm willing to you give, give up, him one i would give him the eagles one not new orleans's one of course yeah. yeah but that would be the that would be the pick i would give up i think a one i think that when when we as fans talk about trades i think that we always seem to undervalue what picks are worth in this league yeah and so like I want to be like, yeah, I would give him a one. But the but realistically, it seems like every time a trade happens, everybody's like, how did he get him for a third? Yeah, that's true. And, and I think that the league views those picks as much more valuable than we do. So I think a realistic but still very high pick would be a second rounder. Yeah. Brian Burns. Do they have multiple second rounders next year? Mm. Or do they have... They might we have, have another one in two years. following year. Yeah. yeah. So Brian Burns is, I don't know how many years he has left on his contract. I would assume at least two. He was drafted 2019 by the Panthers. I believe he's 24 years old. So he's got probably, and he probably was a first round pick. He was a first round pick. He's played in, I should know this stuff off the top of my head. He's played three seasons. So he's got uh, one more year and the option year. So, you're getting two years of control off him. I, I think it's a, a no-brainer to go after him and go after him heavy. Because I think he could be like the missing link for, you know, you want to get that defensive end towards the end of the year. It's it's what wins you Super Bowls. I mean, look at Von Miller. He's making a huge difference in Buffalo. He already made a huge difference last year uh, on the Rams. I think even the year before that, they the team that won the Super Bowl was... Tampa Bay? Is Tampa Bay two years ago? Yes. Tampa Bay was two years ago. Damn, that feels way longer. Anyway, that that being said, I think, you know, and they've had they had an awesome pass Ross as well. So I think that's that that's a really good trade. CMC does not interest me one bit. I wouldn't say he doesn't interest me. Of course you want that level of talent on your team. And yeah. I think that well, I was reading something earlier this week about uh he's like, you don't have to take on a huge chunk of his contract because i already paid a lot of yeah that. so and you don't probably don't have to be pay very that expensive. much for him and you can just cut him next year if yeah. you want and so like i think i think it would make sense but i think there's going to be a bidding war for him 
and uh, I don't want to. I don't want to have to outbid anybody for another for team. A, a running back when I can sneak a very, very, very talented defensive line, and we would just have an embarrassment of riches uh, at yeah. D line if he if he came in. So, and that's going to make your 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 uh, defensive backs that have already been looking fantastic. I mean, Bradbury's been an ace signing, but it's going to make their life easier. And not to mention, I was listening to a podcast, uh, Birds with Friends. I don't know if it was rumor. Or conjecture, but I will say that if you were to listen to our podcast six weeks ago, you would hear exactly what they said about going after David Montgomery. That was the guy's big take. He was like, I think, you know, CMC probably isn't the running back to go after, but however, David Montgomery, Nick Sirianni has great ties to Ohio State or Iowa State University. He knows David Montgomery. He's touted him in the year, a couple of years. The Eagles were interested in drafting him a couple of years ago. Uh, went with Sanders instead. So, I, I just insane. I, I just don't see David Montgomery as an upgrade. I see him as a pound, like a a, a grinder, which the Eagles don't really have. And I'm. I don't know anything about him in past pros, but I would be so I'd be lying if I said he could be an improvement. But if that's something he does well, I sure shit would like David Montgomery on the team. That's interesting. All right, let's get back to fantasy. I do have I ha- I only have one quick little fantasy take, mm-hmm. and it is that you should trade for Travis Etienne before it's too late. Oh, I have him in the I don't know what league. I'm in a couple leagues. Um, okay, and one more thing. I'm never doing this many leagues again. I'm dropping out of multiple leagues next year and only keeping like four. Yeah. Did you uh, did you like did you like giving me Aaron Jones this week? That was fucking ridiculous. For Naeem Hines. You know, I, I a couple injuries hit me mm-hmm. and injuries are like force multipliers. You get an injury and you lose because of it, you lose that player, and then you lose the right. conquest guy. So that was fucking ridiculous. Uh, luckily, I still got AJ Dillon in that league. So, like, you know, you never know who's going to score more, Aaron Jones or AJ yeah. Dillon. And then this guy just got Christian McCaffrey in this league. I don't know if he's going to protect him. I saw he that. should, because I will take him. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and yeah, so I, I I agree. I think what's his name's pretty pretty talented. Uh, so I, I'd go after st- him. The efficiency score I saw for um, I can't think of his name right now. Etienne? No, not Etienne. James James Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, has like gone down. You know, I think he was like five yards of carry week one, four yards of carry week two, three yards of carry week three, two point five yards of carry week four. So, you know, Are you saying he that seems the Eagles be, broke him. I think he's just coming down to earth. Yeah, and um, Etienne is starting to take a more prevalent role. And I think I think there's a there's a small window where you could maybe trade for him, and I think now would be the time to do that. Right. That's I, my that's my only fantasy take this week because admittedly I'm not paying yeah nearly as much attention to fantasy as I normally do yeah it's just, just too much going on with the the wedding you're and all a second half team you're you're a se- no you I just in, I stink this year but that's okay when like, you come into it with, I stink. you're you're in a pretty good shape in the ten man yes I feel pretty good about the ten I, I honestly I, sh- I feel like I should have won last week I had a couple bad breaks um. But I think I think I'll do okay this week, and we'll see. I got, I got a close game, a close projection against you this week. In the oh, time. I play you in this league. Yeah, poop. My 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 team's pretty good. I mean, my oh, team's Cameron good. Dicker's pro- projected to have zero. I gotta get a kicker. Anyway, uh, my bet of the week. And by the way, put put on our our. Do you have a song? Uh, I was going to do Many Men because we talked about it last week. Oh, uh, yeah, Many have... Men. No, I wanted to do the Walk in Poland song by Lil Yachty. 
Have you have you heard it? I don't think so. Oh, dude, it's so good. Oh, this is even better. It's going to be your first time. Uh, closing out, uh, beat the shit out of the Cowboys. Bet this three-team teaser. It's Kansas City, Seattle, and the Ravens. You'll get the Ravens plus one, Kansas City plus eight and a half, Seattle plus eight and a half. It's a no-brainer bet. Thank me later. Spend that money on beers and watch the Eagles beat the shit out of the Cowboys. Go Birds. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Skype. This is it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard this. You never heard this? It's it's a big meme song right now. All right, well, go Birds. Go Birds.